Welcome to Real Moms 2 Podcast. Let's face it, nothing will test you more than the moment you become a mother. Yes, that includes stepmoms, adoptive moms, foster moms, all moms. Believe me, we know. Being a mom can be one of your greatest joys and your biggest headache. This podcast is two real moms discussing real life issues and situations we face throughout motherhood. Expect to laugh and cry, but most importantly... Expect to relate. Because if you're nothing else in life, you're a real mom too. Welcome to episode nine of the Real Moms 2 podcast. I'm Alana Parks, your co-host with my girl. Sia. (laughs) And do y'all hear that? Yes, that is Sia with a a bona fide frog in her throat that seems to not be going away. So this is a Real Moms 2 (laughs) moment for the world to hear. I feel like I sound like a 12-year-old boy. No, like going girl. through the voice infection. No. You sound like my my dope hip auntie. Okay, like that's been smoking cigarettes all her oh. life. That ain't ever letting them go. Oh, and she keep a pack of cools. Welcome to episode nine, though, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Most importantly, happy new year. Yes, happy new year. It's officially 2019. So, what better time to do episode nine for 2019? Welcome. So, you know, it's 2019. We just finished up the holiday season, let alone. Thank God we made it. We did. We made it through it was, 2018. It was a quick holiday season. It went very fast. Yeah. Although winter break is going very slow. <laughs> They're not back in school yet. It's funny, though, because my son is at the point where he still actually enjoys school. So he's like, when am I going back to school? I'm like, baby. Remind him in two Monday. years. Monday. <laughs> I'm like, you can't wait? I can't wait either because he about to eat me out of a house at home. Oh, Lord. I saw a post. Now, this was funny. She said, where is your school stomach? <laughs> Where is your school when stomach? When you don't want to eat none of that lunch? No. She's saying when you eat lunch at school, you eat and you're done. That is true. Here at home, it's like, I want more, 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 more. I'm still hungry. That food I is need nasty, a snack. Though. But I'm like, you're satisfied and you ain't complaining the whole time. That is true. But you're going to eat us out of a house and a home. I'm like, you can't eat all the snacks in one day. Whatever. So, yes, we made it out of 2018. Obviously, Real Moms 2 had a lot of highs. We actually started a podcast. That's like our biggest, biggest news ever. We started the podcast. It was a great accomplishment. It really was. It's huge. And this year is going to get even better. It is. So excited. All right. So, before we continue, I need to explain why my voice sounds like this. Please do. Excuse me. <laughs> Anyways, I think I got sick from Elia. It's been like this for like four days now. Actually, it was worse. Like, I thought I was getting like laryngitis or oh, something. You need to bag it up out my face then, girl. But my throat stopped hurting after the first two days. So it's only in your throat? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Grow up. I'm just it's 2019, saying. a lot of we, we better. I, no, you do need to grow up, girl, and I'm not mad at you, girl. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You got to keep the marriage on fire. And she was, that's not why my throat hurts. <laughs> I, it don't hurt no more. I really thought I was getting just a cold or something. But then we were on vacation, and I was laughing and being silly with friends, so it probably don't help. I'm trying to tell you, it was either your boo or... It was that good old brown liquor. I didn't do either of those. Thank you very much. <laughs> you should have been. You should have brought the New Year's in with a bang. Nasty. Excuse me, the New Year. You be hearing people <laughs> say saying New people's Year's. Status. 
why do y'all keeping S on it? Like, back up. You know you've been saying you, New Year's, and then you well, just grew New up Year's and realized. Eve, not, that's the only time you had to S. Right, but I'm saying because you're used to saying that, when it's time for the new year, you just keep it on. That on is there. true, but but yeah, we trying to do better in 2019 Drop and the years S. to come. So when once January one hit, it's the new year. Yes, yes, happy it is. new year. Yes. Speaking of new year, I think it's like so. Do you do New Year's resolutions? I absolutely do not. Okay, I don't. I'm not really a fan of them because I guess if you're gonna do a resolution for me, it needs to have a date. It needs to have like straight up a plan because. That's where real goal setting is to me. That's true. But what I do like to do is more of a reflection of the year before. Okay. So what does that mean? I mean, just kind of like what worked, what didn't work. How can I build off of the previous year, you know? Mm -hmm. But to be honest, for me, my year starts at my birthday. Oh, so does mine. But mine really starts... At my birthday because it's January 13th. So, basically, it's a New Year resolution for you. <laughs> Excuse. I wish I could see my face right now. I just gave her She do got a stank face. face. <laughs> anyway, yes. It's always been like that. My year starts on the 13th. So, yeah. I'm not mad at it, though, because I really feel like that's when you personally step into your own. Yeah. And I did something fun, actually, on my IG stories. I decided to kind of, like, say. You did? Yeah, it was What's fun. So cute. I started doing, but I, my voice was worse than this, so Dang. it would have been a disaster. It was worse? Because this is bad. I'm just, okay, I love that's you. That's the I, third see, look, and a half you know I'm shade. a real friend, though. It's not shade. <laughs> I just want you to know. You sound like somebody. It was worse. It was like, different. <laughs> it was like that. So, listen, on my IG stories, I was like, you know, December 27th, I was six months as a 29-year-old in. And I decided, oh, like, okay. you know, like, well, you know, this is my last year in my 20s. So, Anyways. I did a little, what accomplishments did I do for the first six months as mm-hmm. a 29-year-old in my last year of the 20s? And then I kind of did, what do I want the next six months to either obtain or accomplish within that time period. So, yeah, that was really fun for me. It was good. I liked it. Yeah, but reflection in general, when it comes to our family, though, we do tend to use the new year as, like, let's go over our budget. Okay. Um, Did we overspend? In which areas did we overspend in? I'm going to tell you, I already know when we do that meeting, that grocery store list. I feel like I'm always in the grocery store lately. Me too. I, I live there a lot like I really live there and I know part of it is because I enjoy cooking a lot of things from scratch so I don't buy the veggies until the day before the day of well that's awesome I mean that's yeah, good that you could do that but I continue to don't. create that habit because once you start having more kids it gets more difficult it really does like trying to cook fresh food all the time but I think that's a part of the reason why I'm always at the grocery store too because I like different grocery stores for different things. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, I don't trust meat from anywhere but Trader Joe's. <laughs> you don't trust meat? Meat. <laughs> Except for my husband. <laughs> okay, okay, no, seriously, though. What are some reflections that you have from 2018? So, I think the biggest thing, like, I try every year to pick a word or a theme for okay. the year. And last year, it was more of a theme, so I told myself, like, just try stuff, be yourself, 
and say yes and whatever happens happens so I did that and because of that like one of the things was this podcast yeah that came out of it yes. um and then I started back going to work go ahead which girl I did not know what was gonna happen or at least find something I just tried to find a job I had been trying to find a job forever but it just wasn't working out and then I ended up finding a job that I like and I didn't think it was going to be like the hours are great the yeah. pay is great and I really I'm doing something I enjoy and that was only because I said yes to some job post and I was like I am not about to get this job oh god and then I went to the interview like I don't even care if they like me I'm gonna just be myself I ain't about to try to sell myself to them and look then, at you and then look what happened here <laughs> you are so I was just going in there like I said be myself and mm-hmm. say yes when I want to and no when I don't that was and it, it just shows when you reflect like sometimes you have no idea what's gonna come when you set your expectations you set your goals you plan man, but then you just man. go with it and stick I'm trying to, to tell it. you I literally just had a conversation and I was telling her that never in a million years that I think I would be a stay-at-home mom at the age of 29 before I even hit 30. Yeah. Are you serious? But last year for me was like a reset year. It was a transitional year for me. And I still kind of feel like I'm in that transition. But this year, me and Realist kind of talked, and we were just like, this is the year we just kind of want to just do it. Just do yeah. it. Just do it. Like so, Nike. Like Nike. And I love me some <laughs> Nike, girl. But no, seriously, just do it. So, like, I really want to go out the country next year, either for my birthday or for our anniversary. And don't get me wrong, again, I hate always bringing up money. But the budget is tight. But at the same time, I don't want to go through the motions. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because I'm actually reading or listening <laughs> to Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. Oh, yeah, I'm And reading she it. talks about that. Like, she started to become stagnant and felt like she was just living, but she wasn't yeah. living. Yeah, and, and that's... Yeah, I don't want to get into that. That's so, good. Yeah. The reason why I think last year was so good for me is because I turned 30, and something about, like, getting over that hump and feeling like, you know what, I don't even care anymore. Like, I feel like in your 20s you're still trying so hard to figure out yourself and then sometimes you try to be a different person and then another yeah. year you try to be a different person and at 30 I was like I don't even care who that person was I'm gonna just do however whatever I feel yeah and I and it ended up paying off really well but before I would try to fit myself into a box like you try to this schedule is the box, everything or and this is the plan has to fit and this is how it has to be and I didn't want to do that this year and it I really because of that, I learned so much more about myself and what I really like and what I really want to do and what I really want to go after. That's good. So I'm hoping at 31 in like a week and a half that I'll continue to do that. I was just telling my husband last night, like, um, what happens if, like, you know how you get in your routines and yeah. you're like, I always drive this way. What mm-hmm. what happens if I just turn and go another way? Like, and just yeah. try it. Just and try not it. not just driving the car, but literally in my life, like, I always love social media. So I'm going to do social media like this. Like, what if I find some tools and do social media differently? What would pay, What would come from that if I just pivot it a little bit? Go Ooh, out that of the might box. be my way. Pivot. Pivot. Look at you. Yes. Well, 2019 for me is going to be about Alana Parks. You know, so... Many years since 2012, I have either been pregnant or nursing. Oh, Lord. So, I 
I love my children, love my husband, but this year it's time to re- remember who Alana was, what yeah, Alana likes, like what Alana that. likes to do, yeah. what Alana doesn't like to do, and just do it. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. So we hope you all had a wonderful 2018, excuse me, <laughs> and we hope you have a wonderful 2019. Yes, and continue on this journey with us because we are definitely trying to take it to the next level this year. Yes. So share, like, comment, as always. And let us know. Stay tuned for the rest of the episode. All right, so that's a perfect segue to go into when I said we're introducing new things this year. One of the main things that Alana and I have discussed is sharing people's birthing stories. So, like, everybody's story and journey is different from the conception to the pregnancy to the birth of their children or child so today we're gonna let our wonderful co-host alana park share her story (laughs) so i'm gonna let her take over and i'm gonna ask questions on behalf of the audience listeners (laughs) but we're going to let alana start with her story so welcome alana thank you and now i just want to say that you do have on your sexy voice now oh it's sexy yes which is perfect because you know you have to have sex in order to have a baby so (laughs) here we go you know i mean i guess 2018 dang i want to be 2018 so bad still i mean welcome to january where everybody (laughs) confuses this and writes all eights at the end of then everything. I put a little line in and trying to cross out the last bottom zero. It takes me like four months to fix it, but you Man. know. So yes, my birthing story. I mean, I have three of them. <laughs> so we have plenty to choose from or plenty to talk about, should I say. Well, what was your favorite? My favorite? <laughs> that sounds so wrong, doesn't it? It does because it's I don't truth. know if any of you all know, but I had all three children natural. Ooh, we need a sound effect for that because... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You know, heck, I know birthing doesn't always go as planned, but for me, it, for the most part, did. I would say that Azura was my favorite, the last one. Okay. The reason why. The reason why it was um, my favorite was because it was the the least painful. Okay. Um, And it was the shortest. It was the quickest. Like, I literally remember falling asleep through contractions, which has never wow. happened in my life. But when it was go time, oh, it was go time. Okay. The sister was in pain. Okay, so tell us about Azora's birth. So Azora, let's just start with the fact that the child was 10 days late. <laughs> yes, 10 days. Elliot was late too, right? Yeah, she was. 10 like days as well? Seven. 10 days she was due may 9th and she was born may 19th um and it was kind of crazy because basically at that point they want you to come in almost daily to just make sure that um her heart rate is good Mm -hmm. your levels and all that jazz is fine so we went in for the little routine checkup or whatever and they were monitoring my stomach and I I personally believe that I moved a certain way, which made the little little dial jump. Mm-hmm. But they said that there was a drop in her heart rate. They monitored me for like 20 minutes, it felt like. But they monitored it, and they said that her heart rate dropped, so they had me go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So I go to the hospital, and they begin to monitor me again. And they're like, she's fine. Baby is cool. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I just... 
I really did not want to rush her, one. Right. Two, um, they say you really have up to two weeks. I wasn't necessarily saying I wanted to go two weeks, but I just didn't want to induce her. I've watched videos of babies being induced, and it looks very traumatic, and I just didn't want that for her. Okay. So I was like, okay, well, they were like, let's call your doctor and see what he thinks you should do. So this is where I feel like I got bullied. I'm not playing. Like, I know it sounds funny, but y'all have to... One thing I'm learning, and I'm done now, but I can at least teach y'all, be your biggest advocate when you're yeah, in that hospital. I've heard that a few times. Oh, my gosh. And you have to stick to your guns, stick to what you believe is true, and make sure your partner is on board or whoever your support system is. If you don't have the willpower to speak for yourself, make sure somebody else does. Yeah. So I'm on the phone with him, and he's like, well... The last thing we want is for your baby to die in your belly. Why would what? you say that to a mother? Who would say that? That sounded so morbid. I'm like, sir. So, of course, I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're doing this today. Now, mind you, my parents were not in town, which they usually come for every pregnancy, every birth. Um, they had went out of town. They had took our two oldest kids for us. So that we just didn't have to worry about who we're going to watch them. That's because, so sweet. Yeah, which I really appreciate. That was that was love. But mm-hmm. they, they were out of town because my uncle, my actually my great-great uncle had passed away. And um. so it was just me and Rillis in the, in the room, which is usually me, Rillis, my mom, and dad. Like, that's okay. who it usually is. So it was just me and Rillis and um, continued to monitor the baby. And they decided, like, let's just get this going. So, of course, my water did not break. Oh, Lord. My water has never broken, though. They always have to break my water. Oh, my God. All three babies, they have had to break my water for me. So, I guess technically that's a form of inducing pregnancy, too. Okay, so when they break the water for you. Typically. Typically. (laughs) This is why I'm telling y'all, Zora was different. Typically, when they break the water, contractions kick up like crazy. They usually hurt very freaking bad. Okay. But this time, they did not. What? I mean, I was not getting the, what is it, like five minutes apart. I wasn't getting any of that. Wow. I literally fell asleep. I remember taking a nap, like looking at Rillis. We both were knocked out. We took, look, in my mind, it's it felt like about an hour nap. Wow. And nothing moving. What? So, you know... Because I'm not this, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. I'm like, you know what? I probably need to get out this bed. So we woke up because now that was that did scare me. You know, I'm like, okay, there's no fluid in there with her now. So therefore, mm-hmm. I do know that I don't want her in there too much longer at this point. Right. So, um, I got up, tried to do walk around a little bit, sit on the physio ball, which is amazing. I highly recommend the physio ball if you can, and. But for me, what really helps typically, and it worked this time too, is the shower. Okay. It just always seems to relax me. So I'm in the shower, and then my then my husband, Realist, is like, my sister is on the way. I'm like, what? I love my sister-in-law, but <laughs> my husband family is ghetto fabulous, okay? Um, my sister-in-law can be a little loud and just, you know, so I'm like, I don't really that know. That sound like a peaceful birthing experience. Look, I'm like, we went from like this real chill, relaxed to my sister-in-law's on the way here. So, <laughs> and again, I think I've told you in the past, but my family likes to pop up. Well, Realist family likes to pop up. Oh, yeah, goodness. that's what it was kind of like. And so, 
I, in my mind, I'm like, I don't know if I really want her here. But I'm like, you know what? This is the first time we will ever have someone from his family here to see one of our babies be born. Worst case scenario, I'm going to just tell her to get her ass out. Work. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so if she starts to frustrate me. For new moms who've never experienced this, how many people do they let you have in the room? I think four. Okay. So I think it depends on the hospital. I think it's anywhere from two to four. Yeah. But I've heard more than that. I've also I heard have. less than I've that. heard that, too. I had a friend who literally was by herself. Yeah, I've heard of that. But I've always had three. I've heard that people sometimes, for certain situations, they're like, everyone needs to get out. Yeah. And I've heard of letting lots of people in the room, which is crazy. But to each his own. Yeah, you know, you have to figure out what's going to work best for you and not be afraid to change it. So there were times where, like, I really never thought I would be able to deliver my baby with my mom around. My mom can be very critical. Mm -hmm. So I was, like, always ready to be ready to kick her out, you know. Mm -hmm. But that's my point. Like, you have to be willing to just say, like, I love you, but you got to get out the room because you're stressing me out. Or, But my mom and dad, they always were. They're always very chill, always very cool, more like, what do you need? More so, they're just like, when is this baby going to get here? And they just mm-hmm. be sitting there watching, they making me watch the dang court shows. I hate those shows. But anyway, <laughs> so, so my sister-in-law right. ends up popping up. And shortly after the contractions began, Maybe strong. She, she helped. <laughs> very strong. And So where do you normally get your contractions? For those that don't know, you could get them. Um, mine places. are in my belly, okay. very low. They all they to me the way I can explain cramps. I mean, <laughs> um, contractions are like menstrual cramps. Mm-hmm. Very very strong menstrual cramps. When she say very very, she means that I like ten more because very 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 <laughs> very. But when they originally start off, they to me they typically just feel like I'm having menstrual cramps. Yeah, I would agree. And you're just like, oh, these are and and they gradually begin to get more and more uncomfortable, more and more painful. Mm-hmm. Um, so real is my husband. Oh, my God. I love that man. Like, we feel, I feel like Melly and Fitz from <laughs> Scandal. Like, you know how she was like, when we're in the birthing room, we're like one. That's me and Realist. Like, <laughs> Realist helps me get through every birthing experience so smoothly. He is the calm to my storm. Love that man. So I'm looking at him like... Dude, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this without an epidural. Mm. Now, this is funny. What made you feel that way? Because it hurt. (laughs) I mean, it just, it hurt so bad. And I kept trying to remind myself, who the heck am I proving this to? Like, why am I putting myself through this pain? So this is with all three or with Azor? This is with Azor specifically. This is the thing. You you know, people are like. She was the easiest one. And she was the easiest one. But it's funny because people are always like, oh, you had to. You were good. You know what to expect. And I'm like, this is the thing. I do know what to expect. I know know to expect very painful Mm -hmm. pain. And so I'm, it scares me. Mm -hmm. So every time before I'm about to have a baby, I get very nervous. I always get very scared. Um, one of I know mothers who have not made it after they've mm. had a baby. So it's always kind of funny, but it's not funny. But I'm always like, realist, make sure my kids match. Make sure you do my daughter's hair. Oh, if something gosh. happens, save the baby. Don't save me, realist. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm like, I get super dramatic, and I'm like, tell everybody I love them just in case something happens. Because you just, you just never know. Yeah. You never know. And I just wanted to, you just... 
I just you just never know. Every birthing experience is different for every mother. So right before I'm always delivering, like when I hit about 39 weeks is when I start to get kind of nervous, very mm-hmm. scary. Um, especially because in the black community, black women tend to die at a higher rate postpartum than our counterparts. So that's always in the back of my mind. Okay. But, you know, we get to that part where it's time to start pushing. And this time we were very proactive. What I mean by that is, this is about to sound super crazy, but with my first two children... Every time I hit about seven centimeters, the pain kicks up. Now, that's normal. Mm-hmm. My mother, my sister, excuse me, my sister-in-law and my aunt both had natural births, which also helped encourage me to do it. Okay. My aunt has four kids. Yep, all four natural. Wow. My sister-in-law has two, all natural. Wow. So they were always big motivators for me to have natural births and just really trust my body. Okay. So... I know, seven centimeters coming, it's it's about to get intense. Mm -hmm. Well, something about me is around seven centimeters is when I always feel like it's time to push. Wow. Now, look, don't listen to Alana, but because if you push too soon, you could rip. Yes. I've never ripped. Wow. I have never ripped. So, I'm going to just flashback. I know we're on the Zora, but I'm going to flashback. So, Tyson, seven centimeters, and she's like... You're not ready to push. I'm like, okay, I'm listening to the nurse, right? Well, I stopped progressing. I stopped progressing. I stopped Mm -hmm. um, dilating more and more. Mm -hmm. So she gave me Pitocin. Pitocin kicked it up even more. Kicked it up as in the pain goes even stronger. I can't believe you had Pitocin with no epidural. With no epidural. Oh, my gosh. So it's kicking up my pain levels more and more. And I'm looking at my husband like, this is crazy. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I'm like, I got to poop. It's time to push. And the lady's like, no, you're not ready. I looked at him. I looked over. And I was like, ah! start pushing. I, apparently, I was nine centimeters. I don't know what happened. If I do hear that you can progress very that quickly. Wow. It's all about relaxation, really. Okay. Baby number two, Raylan Parks. Now, her pregnancy, her delivery, I remember being... Um, kind of stressful because they wanted to put the IV in my hand. Mm-hmm. I'm a very thin frame woman. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot of veins to choose from. Why you're choosing my skinny bony hand? I do not know. But they insisted on putting the IV in my hand. All right. It was very, it hurt the whole time. It hurt the Ooh, entire wow. time. IV like it hurt. was poking me. It was mm-hmm. not incorrectly. I couldn't get into the bath like I wanted to because they're like, you have the IV on you and whatever the case. I just wasn't working. Got in the shower, relaxed myself like I always do. And I'm like, really, it's time to push. I go lay on the bed. The nurse says, ma'am, it's not time to push. You're only seven centimeters. I looked at him, (laughs) looked back at her. She literally got off the table. Like, she's, she sat down, checked my cervix, got up, walked around to the side, and I began to push. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, Nessa, that's the one thing I really, that's why I'm a big proponent yes. of natural births. Because you can feel your body. You can really listen to your body. Mm-hmm. Because every time the nurses would tell me, you're not ready, you're not dilated. But my body was telling me something else. Yeah. 
And so the reason why Raylan was the most stressful, though, because after I pushed her out and delivered her, um, I remember looking at Realist One and saying, I can't do this again. We're done. You know, we got our boy, we got our girl. I can't continue to have these natural births. This is stupid. I'm in pain, right? So I push her out, though. They, as in the nurses and the doctors. Oh, by the way, the doctor did not make it there in time um, because I <laughs> I would imagine the so. doctor did not make it. And so when the doctor doesn't make it, these people go with it's almost like they yeah, never they delivered the baby out. before. Yeah. They be- they will not do anything until the doctor comes. So if the baby comes out before they, they was freak freaking out. out. Mind you, I'm just like <gasps> I'm bearing down. Lord, so long story short, uh, Raylan comes out. Well, the placenta has to come out. Now I don't remember this with my son at all, but with her, I vividly remember them pressing on my stomach to get what? the placenta out. It was more painful, it felt like, than pushing her oh out. Gosh, but couldn't it couldn't it just wait and it naturally come out? Thank, yes, they could have. This is what I mean by being an advocate for yourself. But this is why you have to know these things. Because, one, I just push out a baby. I'm exhausted. So I'm not really knowing what's going on. They didn't give her to me right away. Want to know why? Why? My IV moved. Oh, Lord. Of course it moved. You put it in my hand. <laughs> So they're poking me, trying to now get it in my arm after I complained about it being in my hand the whole time. You should have just put it in my arm in the beginning. Oh, my goodness. So I had to suffer through that. They're poking me. She's put, One person is poking my arm to get the IV in. The other person is squeezing my stomach to get the placenta out. Meanwhile, I still haven't seen my child. So I'm oh looking gosh. at Rilla's like, go make sure my baby is okay. That's that. Wow. So Azora, we came in like, look. Y'all are going to check her at seven centimeters, and you're going to say, she's not ready. You need to have everything ready. So the nurse was very receptive. Every pregnancy, it was a different experience. Okay. The nurse was like, all right, you know, just like, Mom, you tell me what you need, and we will do it. That's awesome. So when I hit seven centimeters, maybe like six, or probably six, she called the doctor. Hey, there's a possibility this baby going to be coming soon. She had a little... Like little bed things ready. She was just ready, you know. That's awesome. She did it. She didn't say no or you sound crazy. <laughs> and I think it does make a big difference when the staff listen. Yes, to you. I mean, I know their job is to protect you, and they don't want any lawsuits, right? But if you're in labor, natural labor, most times you can. I've been told that you can feel you your feel body. everything, and you know it's just. You feel everything. And so she had everything ready. And my sister-in-law tried it. She tried that, oh, here come a big contraction. Uh-uh. I said, you need to shut up now. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting mad now. Is you watching the screen for you? So I didn't even know that was an option. I had no idea. But no. So no, I did not watch anything. <laughs> but this was the first time Rillis got to deliver our baby. Wait, what? We didn't know that was an option. But I just... Again, I started to ask more questions. Like, I'm like, I on the movies and stuff, the daddy be delivering the baby. And so I just told the doctor he wants to deliver the baby. So Wow, he wasn't scared? No. Nope. This was the first time. It was kind of different. So it was really, I was happy that my sister-in-law ended up coming because I didn't have nobody hand to hold. That's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. You need something to hold and just really bite down. Like, yeah. It's almost like you just... You just, all, your your whole being. For me, I literally feel like the pressure from the top of my head through my entire body trying yeah. to push that baby out. And Azora came out in two pushes. Wow. 
And it sounded like the exorcism because I was screaming. <laughs> I was screaming, girl. My sister-in-law had a video of it. And um, Realist and her were watching. I'm like, what y'all watching? It sounded like a, a scary movie. They was like, this is you. <laughs> I said, oh, my God. That so she funny. didn't, like, record it, her coming out from that yeah. angle, but from, like, from up top angle. And all you could hear me is just, like, screaming. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So after the baby comes out, how do you feel when it's a natural birth? Like You feel relieved. You just feel. So instantly, though, when the baby comes out? It's crazy. All the pain that you felt, it immediately goes away. What? Immediately. It's the craziest thing ever. Oh All my the gosh. back pain I had, it just disappears. It's the weirdest thing. Wow. I'm not the only mom that said that, too. And I kept telling my friend, I'm like, just wait till you had a baby, and then you won't have that back pain anymore. You won't have that pelvic pain. It just disappears. Okay. So the me. baby comes out. Like, everything stopped. Contractions, everything? Everything stops, again. Because I had that horrible experience with Raylan, though, I was very upfront. I want to deliver my placenta by myself. Okay. So, and I told them that I wanted to delay cord, um, um, delay the cord being cut. Now For how long? Now, my doctor was not trying to really be on that holistic route, so he was like, I'm not delaying it more than two minutes. So I'm like, whatever. Yeah. They will do what you want to do, though. Just know that. But for me, I don't. I didn't do a whole lot of research, but I will say I delayed it for about two minutes max, and she's my only baby that did not have jaundice. Okay. Again, it's not a science. I don't know if that's why, right. but it's a good assumption. Um, she's my only baby that didn't have jaundice. Azora, they gave to her. They gave her to me immediately. Okay. They didn't. Even, well, they like wiped her down, but they didn't give her a bath. Tyson, they gave her. Gave him a bath. Um, Raylan, they wiped her down but didn't give her a bath. Azor didn't even get weighed until hours. Wow. Hours until after she was born. Yeah. I think medicine's changing, though, too, that they try to get that skin to skin yes. first yes. before anything else. I will say she's the most attached baby to me, too. <laughs> <laughs> so it must be you working. that good skin to it skin. It must be working. They gave her to me immediately. I highly recommend delivering your placenta by yourself. Okay, you so how long after did that take? I would say it was within 30 minutes. Okay. I really can't re- give you an exact time, but it wasn't immediately, but it wasn't shortly after. It wasn't long Did you have to push either. a long time with the placenta? It kind of just slid out on its own. Okay. It's like one contraction or two, but these are like going back to those menstrual cramp feelings. Okay. So it's not a... It's not like delivering the baby at all. It's like a glob. So okay. it just like slides out yeah. your vagina. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm done with that. But that was way better than them pushing on my stomach. Yeah. And, oh, like I'm thinking back to that. And it was so painful. Them. I mean, your body just. I mean, even went when they check it after the baby to make sure, like. You're not bleeding excessively. That kind of hurts. Yes. So the um when they're checking to see how far you've dilated, it's oh, uncomfortable. To me, that was worse than contraction. I'm like, now how is it that I can't take these two fingers, but I can take a whole penis? <laughs> like it's not making sense. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, not that my husband that? is slanging, slanging, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's bigger than two fingers. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Those two fingers checking to see your dilation hurt worse to me than. Contractions it's, and it made the contractions like I couldn't control yeah, myself yeah. as they were coming. It's very difficult to relax with a foreigner in your and making private you like, parts. 
cock your legs open and lay yeah. down. Mm-hmm. I was like, every time I lay down, that's it. But yeah. yeah. So, so my, I mean, I would say overall, though, my birthing experience are usually very great. They don't my um my deliveries don't take very long. Okay, none of them did. On um, average, how long? And so, this is a question I've always had. What's considered active labor? So, what they normally say is when they're consistently, the contractions are consistent apart. And um, they have to be like that for at least an hour, I think. Okay. Because typically, my labors would start at like 2 Mm a.m. Again, we're talking about the very uncomfortable menstrual cramps. But... I still didn't necessarily consider those active labor because I can, like, literally go to sleep through them if I wanted to. Yeah, I don't think they do. That's, like, a pre But they work, you know, they are, like, you know. You know your baby's coming. Your baby's coming. I think there's more, like, the pre-labor. Yes. Um, Obviously, with time, I learned my body, learned myself more. So, didn't rush to the hospital right away with Raylan and Azora. Mm -hmm. Um, All my kids were late. Tyson was one day Raylan two days late and a good old Azora ringing it in with ten days. That's I really funny. thought she was gonna be three days late. I'm like, well, maybe she'll be three. No, that is funny. Here we were, um, and you know, again for me, my support system was what really helped me push through the natural birth. I mean, I just, I really don't think I would have been able to do it without him. Um, so some tips I have, I would say, is use that shower. That warm water just running on Mm -hmm. you to help you relax. Um, Walking around as much as possible. Sometimes when you're laying down stagnant, and that's the reason why um, sometimes epidural births tend to take a little longer because you're you're not actively moving or you're stagnant for a long period of time. Where with a a natural birth, um, I was able to... Get moving around. We would walk the halls with Tyson and Raylan. We did Azora. I was just on chill mode because I was just like, I can't believe I'm doing this. She's not even ready. <laughs> oh my goodness! So I felt kind of bad. Like y'all got me in this hospital for no reason. Like wasting <laughs> my time, making my bill go high, and for what? <laughs> so yes, um, my deliveries though they they all do go very quickly. It's really like I said important to have people in the room with you that are going to make sure you're not stressed out. Some other tips. All right, now this one oh, I'm not Lord. supposed to tell you, but um, make sure your husband got some snacks for you, you know, like some crackers <laughs> or something, nothing too heavy, because they are only going to give you ice chips or popsicles. I think you can get Jello. I don't Jell-O know about don't that. Really t- do not- I didn't want that. So but- if you have a long labor, though, you're gonna Literally, be I know people who were in labor for 24 to 32 hours and could they would not give them any food. Yeah. So as soon as that nurse would leave out the room, Rillis would be like sliding me a fruit snack, sliding me some Very crackers. Very light, though, if you're going to do that. Um, well, I mean, if I'm in labor for 24 hours, I got to eat. Y'all got me messed up. Girl, well, not everybody's going to have a natural birth. And the reason why they tell you not to eat is just in case you have to have a C-section. All I know is. Because they don't want you to be sick yeah, with the anesthesia. Yeah, that's true. Don't listen to me. Yeah, don't. Because I'll be eating. <laughs> because this is the thing, too. Like, baby, when you are delivering, it takes so much out of you. It really does. Like, your energy level, I mean, it's it's like you ran a marathon or something. It's worse than that. I feel like. It's like you swam a marathon. Yeah, now that <laughs> yeah, is Yeah, it's like you're exhausted. And you have to have some energy. And that's why I say don't rush to the hospital because you really want to rest up. Yeah. Now, 
Maybe first baby don't test that out. You know, just be, well, be I cautious think you if have you to need just, to. I mean, at first baby, they tell you to do the 511, yeah. five minutes apart for an hour, lasting one minute. Go ahead, girl. You better remember it. I remember. I'd be like, 555. No, it's 511. But do that for first baby. I think after that, you'll know your body enough to know when you should go to the hospital. Yes, because Raylan, um, I, I slept through contractions for her, too. Like, woke up like I could never record it because I kept falling asleep. I'm oh, like, I don't Lord. know what the timer is. So what is one of the most difficult things about pregnancy and what's or birthing? And what's the most rewarding feeling, like, for you? Um, Because I had them um, natural, the most difficult was <laughs> pushing them out. Okay. I mean, even the contractions, they hurt. But nothing hurts like a big butt head. <laughs> so you think the pushing vagina. was more difficult than the contractions? Me personally. Okay. I do know some people that say the pushing phase didn't hurt as bad. To me, the pushing phase was horrific. Wow. Um, and yes, I'm still going to tell you to have a natural birth because, <laughs> again, you can feel your body. But the most rewarding, nothing is like holding your baby. Yeah. Because I'm trying, even after I pushed her out, yes, I was like, oh, I'm glad that's done. But when I think back to Raylan, I was not calm, cool, and collected until I had my baby in my hand. Okay. In my arms. And so that that would be for me the most rewarding is holding that baby and realizing all of this was for this, yeah. was for that, this this blessing. Yeah, that's beautiful. So you're a veteran <laughs> at this. So what is the one thing you would tell a new mom and then what you would tell a veteran mom that or someone that's yeah. going to become a veteran mom? And I only I only say veteran because once you've been through it, sometimes you kind of are a little bit more relaxed. Other people freak out, but I yeah. want people to, depending on what stage they're in, or even if you're a supporter of someone that's about to have a baby, what are some things that you could tell them? For my new moms... Whether you're going to have a natural birth or not, I highly recommend the Lamaze classes. Okay. Um, not only were they good for me, they were amazing for my support system. Mm. They helped realists understand what his role was in that birthing room, mm-hmm. which is a huge help. Again, if you don't have a husband or a boyfriend, um, whether it's a mom, an auntie, a sister, a brother, have them go to that Lamaze class with you so that whoever's going to be in the room with you, your main support system should be at the Lamaze class with you. I remember when me and Rillis got pregnant with Tyson, we were just dating. When we delivered him, those nurses were like, oh, my gosh, girl, your husband is amazing. <laughs> and we were like, this is not my husband. They were like, really? Because, like, <laughs> I've never seen a man just be so in tune with me and it 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 felt like i'm like how did we need to have this all the time how can (laughs) we get that all the time Mm -hmm. for my veteran moms go in with a clean slate you know every delivery could potentially be different i am not naive to the fact that everybody's not going to have that honeymoon story like me where their deliveries were like four hours long i'm not naive to that at all so just go in with an open mind, as always, That's knowing good. that your plan may not always be what you think it's going to be, and knowing that you're doing what's best for you and your baby. Keep that in the back of your head, regardless of what you know what happens on the day of. That's good. That's that good. really could be for both moms, too. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. Well, 
I'm glad that you were able to share your birthing pregnancy story with everyone. And as we continue this 2019 year, we'll continue to share stories. I'll share mine eventually. When her voice gets yeah, when together. Yeah, it, when, when it's together. <laughs> you know, as I try to just ask questions. Um, but, yeah, we want to highlight um, different stories because everything is not the same for everyone and we want everyone to feel like no matter how their story even if you did in vitro or a yes, surrogate yes. every mom's story is different and we want to shed light on all of those so no matter what stage you're in or where you where you fall on the spectrum that you can feel part of the mom community correct thank you guys for listening as always you're a real mom, too, like Sia said, regardless of how you birthed or did not birth your child, whether you got your child from a shelter. Who knows? You know, we, we just want you guys to have someone to relate to and learn from one another what worked, what didn't work, and figure out what's going to work best for you and your family. Thank you all for joining and listening in to The Real Moms 2, Episode 9. Again, always remember to like, share, and comment, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook and Twitter at Real Moms 2, that's T-O-O, not T-W-O. We hope that you all will share your birthing stories with us as well. So feel free to send us a message if that's something you would be interested in. We hope you guys had a wonderful 2018 and a Happy, Happy New Year! Year!